morning um, as you can tell we're not Chad in the worship band uh, we are the second wind student band and uh, we're just excited to be here singing worshiping with y'all tonight or this morning my bad all right uh, so now y'all can just stand up and you can walk around greet people shake hands yeah <laughs> song we could ever sing Worthy of all the things we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever bring We live for you 
Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever bring. We live for you.
You can be seated. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our uh, 2019, I almost said 1919, God. It feels like it was just yesterday, 1987, and I was 84, and I was graduating from high school. Yeah, I'm, I feel, all of a sudden that's old. You know, I remember, I remember um, thinking, how are they going to make fun of what we wear and how our hair is? And then the year 2000 came, and I realized there was a lot to mock there. Dudes. Good morning. It's great to have you here. Uh, we have a lot of visitors today for our graduation service this year. Thanks for being with us. If you would take your worship guides, I want to uh, highlight a few things. Uh, as uh, if, uh, Ladies, you will probably notice that our restroom situation is temporarily worse than usual as we make it better than ever. And uh, so thank you for uh, tolerating us. Uh, to make your way to the ladies' restroom, you need to keep going down this hall and once you get past the hallway, it's the first door on the left, and that's how you will make your way to the women's restroom. While we finish the new big women's restroom, and then that'll become the men's restroom, and we'll explain that when it comes along. But I would encourage you to go before you come. Anyway, uh, so but that, I just wanted to thank you for your patience. Uh, we appreciate that. We'll clean up our mess soon, and uh, that'll all be great. Well, it's graduation. This is uh, a lot of time and effort. Most of these students have actually been in our ministry since they were children, and uh, that is a wonderful thing. Uh, if you talk to Alicia or Jeff, they will tell you very soon that our goal, quickly in a conversation about our children's student ministry, that our goal is to actually take every child through the Bible or the major stories of the Bible by the time they get into our junior and senior high ministry. And uh, so most of these students have done that. We, uh, as a staff, talk a lot about our responsibility as a church, and ours is to set the table and yours is to decide to eat. And we want you to know that we are praying for you as you take this next step forward. It's a big step. And uh, God has wonderful plans for you, and we will pray that you will make him a part of that. And I encourage the rest of you to take you. When you came in, you should have received information with all the graduates' names and what their hopes and dreams and prayers are. And uh, please take that home and keep them in your prayer uh, as, uh, as they seek the Lord. Um, on the other side of this, we continue to disciple young people. And you'll notice that Vacation Bible School is coming up. If you have kids in that age group, you will want them to be involved. And uh, also, if you'd like to participate in ministry, uh, we would encourage you to do that. You know, uh, coming to Carpenter's Way is great. Being involved is necessary. Uh, we need you to be involved if this is your home church in ministry and serving and, and you build relationships, but ultimately we serve the Lord together in that, and that is upcoming. Uh, also upcoming is some women's Bible studies you'll notice in there. And, um, but that, that does it for the announcements I really want to make this morning. We're excited to have some new members, the Lairds, uh, Rob Stewart, and the Allen family, and glad to have them joining our church. Uh, I was, oh, one more, one more thing, and I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward at this time. Uh, as the plates are passed, this is for those of us who attend here regularly. If you are not a regular Carpenter's Way, we do not want you distracted by money. We just glad, we're just glad you're here, and our hope and prayers you're encouraged as uh, we celebrate our graduates, and uh, Jeff opens the Word of God to us. So thank you for being here. Um, as they come forward, we have a, a, one of our most active ministries that you probably aren't very aware of is our ministry, uh, our convalescent ministry. Um, through the years, Steve Hicks, who manages our facilities, uh, actually started a ministry where we collect wheelchairs, uh, walkers, um, anything that somebody who's convalescing no longer has need of. And we have, 
the hospitals actually send people to Carpenter's Way if they're financially not able to take care of themselves, and, and we assist them in that. Having said that, that over the last month, a lot of our material has gone out. And if you have a walker or a wheelchair or something of a medical nature that's in good shape <clears throat> or that we can fix up, and you would be interested in um, having that used by somebody else, if you'll call the church office, we'll uh, tell you how to get that to us, and, and uh, that will allow us to continue to take care of those in our community. It is amazing uh, that the hospitals call and ask. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity that we have to support and, and, and serve those in our community. So let's uh, commit our prayer. Let's commit our service to the Lord. Let's pray. And then we'll turn it back over to Jeff and the student team, and uh, we'll see uh, what God has for us this morning. Uh, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for the hard work of these young men and women who have uh, diligently worked for the last 13 years to be here today. And we pray that you would bless, um, Father, this week of celebration. And Father, I pray that you would, uh, that this morning as we gather on your word, that you would touch their hearts. Father God, it is our prayer that these young men and women don't just succeed in life, but actually more importantly, succeed in their walk with you. That they would surrender their hearts to you, that they would be used by you, that they would go out as missionaries of the kingdom of God. And Father, uh, we pray that you would draw them to yourself by any means necessary. Um, Lord Jesus, as your kids, we don't want to fill the world with just brainiacs and talented people. We want to fill the world with godly men and women. So we pray that for these men and women, that they would be your children, effectively serving you, whether they're in the military or they're going to be working in uh, uh, design or... Um, Father, physical therapy, whatever it is you have for them, Father. And many dreams are found here. Bless them, but most of all, own them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we commit this service to you. Amen.
Well, this is something. Um, we have uh, been here for um, 18 of these now um, since we've been at Carpenter's Way, but uh, this is by far the weirdest. Because um, he's in it. Um, it's just a little weird. We moved here um, over, a little over 18 years ago. Alicia was uh, seven months pregnant with him. And um, so it is, uh, it's, it's an incredible blessing and privilege uh, to be able to serve at a church this long to see your, your kid actually um, come out the womb, go into the nursery, and now he's walking across the stage. So that's just a little weird thing for me. So if you'll just kind of give me that, that'd be great. Um, this class is an interesting class. Usually I tell all the graduates, hey, congratulations, you made it. Um, but with this group, um, it actually has a little more meaning because there's a few of them that I thought, I don't know if you're going to make it to graduation. Um, a lot of these kids I've literally watched grow up um, from being in the nursery uh, this whole time. And, and part of that is, is watching them go through the ups and downs of life. I can remember uh, times where um, a large group of these guys would be at our house, and one evening, um, Alicia and I were sitting in our living room, and the guys are outside and we hear something like on top of us and um, realized that a couple of them were on the roof because they were playing hide and seek and I thought y'all not going to make it to senior year um, I can remember um, my, one of my greatest preteen camp memories um, has to do with one of our graduates this year uh, and I won't tell you who it is but um, Joe um, when he was I don't know fourth, fifth grade, or I don't know when it was like, I never go to preteen camp, so I think this might be the first time I'm there, like, a whole week. And somebody runs over to me and goes, hey, Pastor Jeff, Joe needs you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I walk over, and Joe is kind of standing there like this. And, but the problem is this part of his, his arm is down here. <laughs> and he looks at me. He's not crying. He's calm as can be. He goes, uh, hey, Pastor Jeff, uh, I think I broke my arm. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure it's broke. Um, are from um, snatching uh, Emma Bosley out of the snarls of the Arkansas River uh, a few years ago. Um, so seriously, congratulations. You're still breathing your senior year. This has been a fun year uh, to just watch these, these kids come through. And so uh, without further ado, because there's a couple of them graduating this year, uh, we are going to um, call them out and uh, good luck. Karis Bocock, daughter of John and Joanne Bocock. Karis will be graduating from Hudson High School. She will attend Angelina College for a year to get her associate's degree and then plans to transfer to A&M or UNT. James Andrew Bolton. <laughs> James is the son of Jim and Kathy Bolton and David and Carrie Wilkerson. 
Following graduation from Keller Central High School, James will be attending Tarrant County Community College to begin studies in business and fashion design. Micah Bonin. Micah will be graduating from Lufkin High School. He's our kid. Come here, boy. <laughs> Following graduation, Micah plans to attend Louisiana College in the fall to study media production. After graduating, he plans to move back to Texas and work at a church as a visual media specialist. <laughs> Emma Bosley. <laughs> Daughter of William and Shannon Bosley. Emma will graduate from Huntington High School. She'll be attending Stephen F. Austin State University to pursue a degree in speech pathology. Elise Kavanaugh. <laughs> Daughter of John and Emily Kavanaugh, Elise will graduate from Lufkin High School. Following graduation, she plans to study music at Stephen F. Austin State University. She will play trumpet in SFA's trumpet studio until she graduates and becomes a band director. Molly Clark. <laughs> Molly will be graduating from Lufkin High School. She's the daughter of Chris and Melissa Clark. After graduation, Molly plans to attend Stephen F. Austin State University to pursue her dream of becoming a nurse or dental hygienist. Cade Cox. <laughs> Cade is the son of Grant and Dana Cox. After graduation from Lufkin High School, Cade plans to attend Angelina College in the fall. He will study business with hopes on transferring to Stephen F. Austin to earn a degree in business management. <laughs> Katie Cox. Daughter of Grant and Dana Cox, Katie will be graduating from Lufkin High School. She will attend Stephen F. Austin State University to major in elementary education. <laughs> David Foreman. Son of Darren Foreman and Christy Foreman, David will graduate from Lufkin High School. Following graduation, he will enroll in the SFA pre-pharmacy program. Upon completion, he will pursue a degree in pharmacy at the School of Pharmacy at UT in Austin. Jonathan Thomas Foster. 
following graduation, Jonathan, son of Alan and Betty Foster, has been hired to serve on staff at Camp Pirtle in Gary, Texas, for the fourth year in a row. He will be both the first class trail director and STEM director. Afterward, he plans to start at Angelina College for some basics and would like to train to become a meteorologist for either the Air Force or the Navy. Sebastian Gonzalez. Sebastian is the son of Holly Gonzalez. After graduation from Lufkin High School, Sebastian will attend the University of Texas at Austin to pursue a degree in mechanical engineering. Randy Jackson. Daughter of Cecil and Julie Jackson, Randy will be graduating from Lufkin High School. She will attend Stephen F. Austin to study Spanish and sociology with a goal of one day working in federal law enforcement. Tierra Nolasco. Daughter of Jose and Tequila Nolasco, Belle will graduate from Lufkin High School. Following graduation, she will go to Angelina College to become a nurse and wants to work with babies. <laughs> Josiah Stringer. <laughs> Josiah will be graduating from Hudson High School. He's the son of Jeb and Mary Stringer. Josiah plans to attend SFA to earn an animal science pre-vet degree and then go to Texas A&M to work toward a doctor of veterinary medicine degree and become a veterinarian. <laughs> Seth Tippett. <laughs> Seth is the son of Richard and Sasha Sutton. After graduation from Lufkin High School, Seth will leave June 11th to serve in the Air Force and plans to study Air Force mechanics. Brandon Warner. Son of Kim Warner, Brandon will be graduating from Lufkin High School. Brandon has joined the Navy and his departure date is July 8th. He will be trained as an electrician's mate and hopes to serve for at least 20 years. <laughs> Taylor Watts. <laughs> Daughter of John and Louise Estes, Taylor will graduate from Hudson High School. She plans to move to College Station to work with children and eventually do online college at Blinn.
It's okay to fear. It's okay when you feel small and you're okay right here. And it's okay when you feel nothing at all. And it's okay to find out what you thought you had and what you got. And it's okay to doubt, to learn what to think and what to thought. And we are always in motion, like the winds and tides of ocean. And every day I'm born again. I wake up, I feel that second wind. We're gonna be alright. Scars that are buried deep inside And it's okay to feel To say all the things you've been trying to hide And we are always in motion Like the winds, the tides, the ocean And every day I'm born again I wake up, I feel that second wind We're gonna be alright, we're gonna be alright I see the look in your eyes Walking through the valley, I know I am not alone. You're 
something. Um, you can kind of tell we've got a, this is an incredibly diverse uh, group of students this year that are graduating. <clears throat> we've got athletes, you've got musicians, uh, you've got Eagle Scouts, you've got um, <clears throat> kids who could slash you with swords and then that can put you back together again. Um, this is just an incredibly diverse group of students this year. Um, and like I said earlier, this is a weird group for me because for a lot of these students, I've literally watched them grow up, uh, which is an incredible privilege. Uh, it, just to see them kind of to develop over the last 18 years uh, for many of them. Uh, for some of you, you've been here your, literally your entire life. You were born and then you were in the nursery and you haven't left. Uh, for some of you, you've been here um, since you were children, and others you came as youth. And so for some of you, you've been here 18 years. For some of you, you've been here just a matter of months. Um, but this is, um, this is an incredible time. And as I was thinking about what in the world was I going to say to this group particularly, um, I kind of thought, man, you've, you've, you've heard me say everything. There's not really anything new that I have to say to you. I, there's really not. Um, you, you have been here, and, um, and you have heard the same truth um, the whole time you've been here. And so this morning, I don't have some earth-shattering, oh, I'll go take the world kind of thing for you. I really don't. I, I just, I want to remind you of some things as you kind of get ready to take the next step um, in your journey. It's always interesting because high school graduation is a really, really big deal, um, but sometimes um, I saw a meme the other day that just said, hey, congratulations, you made it through the easiest part of your life, <laughs> you know? Um, it, you ha in some ways, you have, right? I mean, it's just, if you're an adult, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I wish I could go back. Uh, because, man, life, 
life is interesting, and some of you have kind of figured that out already. You've kind of had to deal with some things maybe that you weren't ready to deal with, but um, life is interesting, and the journey ahead is interesting. I want to I give you some, a few things real quick um, that I want you to think about, because you're going to be pursuing something in the next four, five, six, seven, ten, however, however long it takes you to get that undergraduate degree. Um, you're going to be pursuing some things in the next um, little while, we'll just say it that way. But I want to make sure that you understand that you, you need to pursue the right things. Like most of you, some of you are going uh, into the military, uh, which is an incredible thing, and we're grateful for you guys who are doing that. Some of you are going straight into the workforce. I mean, you're just going to jump in. Um, and many of you are going to college to get a degree. But I want you to understand something that while getting a degree and, and working hard towards uh, that degree the next four or five years uh, is incredibly important, I want you to understand something about degrees, right? Um, the reality is most parents don't want to hear this, and it's going to probably apply to everybody except my kid because he's going to be the exception. 80% um, of college students change their majors at least once except Michael Bonin. <laughs> You're going to change your major most likely. You're going in, think I'm going to do this, and the reality is you're going to sit, sit in your first class and go, whoo, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Um, on average, college students are going to change their majors three times before you finally walk across the stage. Three times. So just as a, just kind of, I'm interested, um, if you're an adult and you went to college, um, how many of you changed your major before you graduated? Just raise your hand. Like, you just, I started one thing, and I ended up something else, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of us did. I changed my major three times, right? And my third time was to get a general studies degree, right? It's like, it's, I have enough hours, I have a master's degree, but I have a general studies degree, right? I mean, it's just, I went into it thinking I was going to do one thing, spent a year as a, as a vocal performance major, realized really quick I couldn't stand opera and that wasn't going to work out for me, wasn't interested in Broadway, so then I decided to do music education and decided I didn't like kids that much, and I was kind of like, <laughs> I just got to graduate, right? And so um, I'm grateful for Lamar University creating a degree for me to graduate. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I had grand visions of what I was going to do with my degree. Um, they all went out the window pretty fast. 40% um, of you will work in a field not related to your degree at all. I'm one of them. Listen, a degree is important. And man, you've been around me long enough to know um, that I'm going to tell you to work hard at it. Man, be the best you can. Study hard. I mean, that's, you need to do that. But just understand that the most important thing you're going to do the next four, five, six years is not get a degree. It's just not. Parents, I know you don't want to hear that, but that's just the reality. A degree is important, but it's not the most important thing. For some of you, man, you're going out there and, and you're going to college or you're going to the workforce, you're going to military, so you can get a job. And most parents would go, yeah, that's, that's the point. On average, you're going to change jobs about 12 times during the course of your career. Everybody has this dream job, right? I mean, a lot of you are like, man, I dream of doing this, I dream of doing that. And you're probably going to do that, and at one point you're going to wake up and go, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, chasing that dream job is great, but recent statistics tell us that between 25 and 34, you're probably only going to last about 2.8 years at your job before you move on. And you get a little bit, little bit smarter, I guess, as you get older. From 35 to 44, 
Most likely you'll hold that job for about five years, and then you're going to move on. From 45 to 54, you might hold a job for 7.6 years, and then when you hit 55, you're just like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore, and you're just going to stay at your job until you, gra- you, you graduate, until you retire, right? Like, I can remember a long time ago, man, people would get in a job, and they'd stay until they retired. That didn't happen much today. So the reality is you have a dream job in mind, and, and, and that's awesome. Go for it. Work hard. Be the best at whatever it is that you feel like you're supposed to be. But understand, the most important thing you're going to do is not pursue that job. Listen, having a dream job and making as much money as you possibly can, go for it. Just remember us when you make all that money. But, but it's not the most important thing. The third thing college students and people graduating high school, they kind of feel like I've got to, like, I'm going to take a gap year because it's been so hard, and, and they're going to take a gap year and go find yourself. Or you go to college to find yourself. Um, I just want you to understand something, that the next four or five years is not about finding yourself. It's just not. I mean, if you don't have a grasp on who you are, it's going to be a rough road. I'm not saying that you're not going to experience some new things. You're not going to have freedoms that you've never had. I mean, for the first time, for a lot of you, your parents are not going to be breathing down your neck, although iPhones make it a little bit easier. But you're going to experience things and be able to do things that you've never been able to do. And that's fine. But I want you to understand something, that the next four or five years is not about you finding yourself. Because the reality is that if you're God's kid, which, which all of you say that you are, then I want you to understand something, that, that you know who you are. You're a new creation, you're his workmanship, you're a chosen role priesthood, you're holy, you're forgiven, you're free, you're a friend of God, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, you have the same spirit living inside of you that raised Jesus from the dead, and you can do all things through him. You don't need to find yourself. You need to be who God created you and redeemed you to be. Period. I'm not going to say I didn't do things in, high, in college that were a little, maybe not good, but my mom's here so I can't say anything. <laughs> but man, I'm going to tell you the one thing that, that saved my rear end when I went to college. Some of the first people I met when I walked on the Louisiana State campus was people from the Baptist Student Ministry. And man, I'm going to tell you right now, they saved my rear end because they reminded me of who I was and who I was supposed to be. Don't spin your wheels the next four or five years trying to find yourself. You know who you are. And that kind of leads me to my point this morning as we, um, we kind of get ready to pray for you guys and to send you out. While getting a degree is important, while getting a job is important, while knowing who you are is incredibly important, the absolutely most important thing that you're going to do these next four, five, six years. It's found in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. This is from the message. People are saying, hey, Jesus, what's the most important thing? I mean, what, what's the thing? What is it that I've got to do? What, what matters most? And this is his response. Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important the first of any list. 
But there's a second set alongside of it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs on them. For the next four, five, six years, the most important thing that you could possibly do, and you've heard me say it a million times, here's a million and one, love God and love people, that's it. Because everything else is just stuff. Love God and love people because your degree, you may or may not use that. You may or may not find that dream job out of college. You may or not find that, that career path that you're on right now. But I'm just telling you, the most important thing that you could possibly do these next four, five, six years is love God and love people. And I'm telling you, that's it. Man, I, I've been around a little bit longer than y'all have. And I graduated a few years back. And one of the things I've discovered, and I continue to discover more and more, is honestly, loving God and loving the people that he puts in my path, it's really all I have to do. Because everything else just is going to happen. I can remember probably a year and a half ago, two years ago or so, sitting down and Mike and I went to, to Nukes. And it was just kind of one of those kind of parenting moments where you just kind of have to sit down with your kid and just say, hey, listen, one of us is going to die here. I'm not sure which one, but we've got to figure this out. Either I'm going to kill you or you're going to kill me. I don't know. We're going to work it out. And I can remember sitting across the table from him and we're just kind of talking about, man, you've got you to gotta figure stuff out. I mean, I can remember saying, you're not going to go off to college to find yourself. You're going to find yourself and then go to college because I'm not spending all that money on that. And I, I remember telling him, man, I don't, I don't care what you do for a job. I, I really could care less. I, I don't. I mean, don't, don't feel pressure to be a pastor because I'm a pastor. Because I'm just telling you, don't do this unless God calls you to do this. Don't, don't be what you think everybody wants you to be. You've got to figure that out. But at the end of the day, all I absolutely care about is that you're a godly man who walks with God. I, I, I really don't care what you do for a living. I could care less. I mean, there's a couple of jobs I'd be a little disappointed in, honestly, but... So I'm going to tell you what I told my own son. Man, as you guys get out of here and you start to pursue your dreams and you run after all this stuff, I'm just telling you as a pastor, I don't care what you do. I, I don't care what college you go to. I, I don't care if you're in the military or what branch you're in. I don't care what degree you pursue or what job you're pursuing. I don't, honestly, I don't care. What I care about as a parent of a graduate and what I care about as a pastor is that you just love God and love people. That's all that matters. And what I've kind of figured out is everything else just kind of works. It's not always easy. And, and honestly, it's going to be tough. But love God and love people. You will never go wrong doing that. Even if people tell you you will, you won't. 
Man, as we close out, and, and we're going to pray over you guys, I, I want to say this to you. I'm a statistics person. I always have been. One of the saddest statistics to me, and I can't even say the word, um, is that about 70% of you over the next four or five years will walk away from God. You'll walk away from church. And man, when you stop and think about that, that's huge. Those stats were done last year. These aren't old stats. 70% of you, 70% of your friends you're graduating with will look at God in the church and go, ah, uh, nah. I mean, you can probably do the math because you're graduating, hopefully. I mean, that means that 30% of you will stay engaged with the church and with God. Do I have to go to the church to be a Christian? No, but if you're a Christian, you're walking with Jesus, you want to hang out with his people. It's pretty simple. So your culture is one that says, man, I don't want to conform. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to stand out. So why you do the things you do. So I want to encourage you to embrace that. Be a nonconformist. Stand out from the crowd and determine now that you're not going to be part of the 70% that says, you know what, I'm going to spend four or five years chasing whatever because I think that's important. And why don't you spend the next four or five years setting the path for the rest of your life? Listen, Mark alluded to it. He kind of, he kind of preached my message when he did his announcement, so thanks for that. Um, we often talk about our jobs as pastors. And, and really, pastoring, doing church stuff, really is a results-oriented thing. I mean, people always look at the numbers, and, and we've always said we don't really care about numbers, and honestly, it's something that, that we don't care about. Because at the end of the day, one of the things that Mark and I have both realized over the years of doing this is it's not my responsibility to make you believe anything I say. It's not my responsibility to make you walk with God. It's not my responsibility to make you embrace anything. But my responsibility, Pastor Mark's responsibility, your Bible study leader's responsibility is to set the table with truth. Is to lay it out there. And for many of you, you have literally, from the moment you were born, have been in this church and you've, as nursery kids, you heard the stories of the Bible. You didn't have a clue what was going on. You were just kind of did your thing, but you heard them. Then you kind of moved into preschool and you, you heard the stories of the Bible again. And you had animal crackers, but you still heard the stories of the Bible. Then you moved into children's ministry and you continued to hear truth. You went to preteen camp with Clear, and I know that you heard truth. You went to a winter camp, and you heard truth. You came to VBS, and you heard truth. And then you came into Second Wind, and, and, and I promise you, you heard truth. Every camp we went to, every conference we went to, everything we did was about laying out truth. And so here's my challenge to you as we get ready for you guys to graduate and move on with life. Every Bible study leader you've ever had from nursery to Connie and David and Doug as your senior Bible study leaders. 
The thing I know is this. The table has been set. Man, you have heard truth over and over and over. And sometimes the truth is not fun to hear. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes the truth is not fun to share. But you've heard the truth. And so what I would say to you is, <laughs> it's all you now. What do you do with the truth? Do you embrace it or do you ignore it? But it's really on you. And here's the crazy thing. Your parents can't make you go to church anymore. Right? Because let's be honest, some of y'all came because mom and daddy made you come. I never missed church, and it wasn't because I necessarily wanted to be there all the time. Why? Because they know it's important for you to hear truth. So listen, decide what you're going to do with the truth. Just decide. Because it's your call. As Connie mentioned this morning several times, as she was talking to you guys, it's your call, it's your decision now. And man, it is. And I've always promised, and you guys have been around long enough to know, I've never promised we'd have the flashiest youth group in town, we'd have the best band in town, we'd have the greatest speaker, although he's pretty good. What I promised was this. You're always going to hear the truth. Always. And the reason we've shared the truth with you, and we've been faithful to the truth, is because we love you. And we want to see you be everything that God created you and redeemed you to be. But now it's up to you. No matter what you're going to do. Because at the end of the day, we don't need more teachers. We don't need more electricians. We don't need more um, band directors. We don't need more uh, mechanics or fashion designers or business people, um, nurses or dental hygienists. We don't, we, just, we don't need more of that. But what we really need are men and women who just walk with Jesus, who just happen to be dental hygienists, who just happen to be teachers, who just happen to be engineers, who just happen to be soldiers. We need godly men and women, not more people who have jobs. Don't ever forget a job is just that. It's a job. It's how you make money. One of the things I love, um, in the four years that we've been involved in band boosters, I'm not known as Pastor Jeff. I'm known as Micah's dad. And I love that. Because that's who I am. I mean, this is what I do for a living. It's what God has called me to do. But at the end of the day, I'm more than my job. And you're going to be more than your job. If you choose to be. But man, it's on you. We're praying for you. We love you. I mean, we're excited. Um, so this morning, what I want to do, this is going to be a little more interesting. Uh, I think this is, this, if this is not the largest class we've graduated out, it's next to the largest class we've ever graduated out. Um, and so it's going to be interesting. Um, but one of the things that we always do is we want to pray for you and really pray for your mamas because they're the ones who are struggling the most. Um, my wife made it calling out my kids' names without crying. I was pretty excited. We all took bets and we lost. Um, we did. Sorry. Um, so what we're going to do is this. I've asked Mark Dubos. Uh, many of you know Mark. He has been involved in our student ministry forever. He was involved in preschool ministry. 
and he's still our middle school guy. And so um, Mark has had a big part in a lot of these students' lives as they've grown up. And so I've asked Mark if he would pray over these students and pray over our families. And so what I'd, we'd like to do is, um, is, graduates, if you would do this, if you would kind of spread out across the front, and you're going to have to spread out as much as you can, just kind of go ahead and you can stand and get up. Just kind of go that way, and y'all kind of go that way, and some of y'all can stand right here, and just everywhere. Thank you. Yeah, right there. Please stand right there. That'd be awesome. And, and so, all right, that didn't spread out as much as I thought it would, but uh, all right. Yeah, kind of kind of keep moving that way, because what we want to do is we want to ask our, our families, um, moms, dads, grandparents, if you would kind of come and just kind of surround your graduate the best that you can, um, it's going to be tight, but that's okay. Just pick a graduate, preferably yours. Whoop. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. All right, so now what we're going to do, the weird part is... Carpenter's Way, we want to encourage you to come around these families uh, and surround them uh, on behalf of our church. You've had a tremendous part of helping these students grow up. Um, even if you don't know them, uh, your faithfulness to Carpenter's Way has made it possible for us to do the things that we do and children's ministry does. And so, church, if you just kind of come up and just kind of gather around the best you can, Uh, let's bow and, and we'll pray. Dear Lord, we, uh, we thank you for this group of, uh, of seniors. And Lord, as life kind of takes a different turn, we pray that, uh, that they'll always realize that you're with them no matter where they go. And Lord, we pray that you'll give them wisdom as uh, choices and decisions come their way. And 
And Lord, I, I just pray that, uh, that they'll find other people who follow you, and whether it be in a church, whether it be in a college group or a, some sort of military group, Lord, that they'll find others who believe in you and that they will gain strength from that relationship. And Lord, we pray for each family. And uh, Lord, as that's going to look a little different, we just pray that, uh, that you'll strengthen them and comfort them and uh, guide them, Lord, as they uh, kind of transition into a new time of life. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that so many of us here have had to, to work with these young people and to serve here in this church and uh, to try to impart some of your truth into their lives. And Lord, we just thank you for that opportunity. And, and Lord, we pray now as we, uh, as we go on from here, we just pray that we'll always be mindful and remember these, this group and pray for them and uh, Lord, be available for them as they have questions or Lord, if they just need prayer. Again, Lord, we thank you for them, and we just pray that you'll watch over and protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Um, Y'all want to hang out and take pictures? That's great. Uh, but seniors, before you, before you run off, come up here. I want to talk to you guys real quick before you leave. But, yeah, thanks. We're going to go to the Bible study starting in about uh, five minutes.